Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, everybody. This is the BBC Between Both Cheeks. Yes, we mean those cheeks. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at Between Both Cheeks and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, or wherever you tune into your favorite show. Today, I have Becca the Enforcer with me. Good morning, Becca. Hi, everyone. And Ashley is off today with a bad back. That's how you know you're getting old. And I am Luba, your host. Yes, just Luba, just like Cher or Madonna. Welcome to the BBC. I am so excited today to talk about this topic. Um, Usually we just kind of wing it, but this week I particularly wanted to talk about the Dear Intern movement, if you'll call it. So so talk a little bit about what that is, because I just kind of read it last night. So for our listeners, what is this? So... I think a week ago, a week or two ago in June, um, HBO subscribers, email subscribers, got an email and the subject line was integration test email number one. And the body read, this template is used by integration tests only. So some people thought it was spam. Some people thought maybe like an employee messed up. And it turns out that it was an intern who made a mistake and messed up. So Of course, people took it to Twitter and like hundreds of thousands of people started tweeting and putting posts on social media that started Dear Intern. And then they would say a time that they've made a mistake in the workplace and then something along the lines of like, it'll be okay. Aww. Mm. Now, do we know what happened with that intern? They are still hired. They don't get fired. Okay. And I think actually because of the public response with everybody like coming together in support for this person, HBO, like when have we ever talked about a marketing email? Never. 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 Nobody would have ever talked about HBO or HBO emails or really any company's email marketing. But now all of a sudden, HBO has all of this press and everybody is talking about it. So I think it actually worked out in their favor. And it just goes to show that any publicity is good publicity. publicity. Yes, that's for sure. That's for sure. So it was really, really sweet. And if you need some good news or you want to lift yourself up, I'd highly suggest looking up Dear Intern posts. You can use a hashtag Dear Intern, or if you're on Twitter, you can just use the search bar. And there's some really, really cute things. Like there's lawyers talking about how when they were like a young assistant, they would mess up and forget to bring the case file to court. And then they got like in so much trouble. But now their partner at a law firm or, you know, just success stories of you know, we're humans, not robots, and we do make mistakes. And as long as you learn from them, I don't think that you should be necessarily punished for it in all circumstances. 
depending yeah. on the, the level of severity of the mistake, of course. Right. Well, it's, it's funny that we talk about this now because we just finished doing our onboarding video, which Chloe had suggested that we do, which was an awesome idea. And one of the things that I talk about for the onboarding is that our culture is it's okay to make mistakes and that we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. As long as you learn from them, I think it's fine. Yeah. And take ownership of them too, right? That That's what I think is one of the biggest things. That's probably one of the biggest challenges that I see is when mistakes are made, people won't own up to it and it's someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. But that just comes with, with age and grace and practice. Yeah. So I want to talk about mistakes we've made at work and, okay. how, and how they've turned out. I'll let you start. And it could be from this role or previous roles in the past, anything. Is there one thing that sticks out? <laughs> <laughs> I made a lot of mistakes. Um, if I go back to, if I go back to my corporate days, um, I remember everyone was on this email chain and I can't remember the exact details of it, except obviously tried to like block it out of my mind the best yeah. that I could. Um, everyone from the main office across the country, like all the CEOs, all the directors were on this email chain and something came in about someone not understanding or not liking the way that I was. So basically she was challenging something that I had rolled out for the country and everyone was CC'd and it came from, I don't know, that, that region's CEO. And instead of just hitting reply, I hit reply all. And I wrote something in regards to her. It wasn't mean, but it also wasn't professional and it wasn't appropriate. Mm -hmm. I was able to get around it because it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, But literally as soon as I sent it, my assistant sat outside of my office in a cubicle. Yeah. And she came around and came to my door and was like, on the ground like and I just knew and I was like that you know that feeling with your like your heart just goes into your gut and I'm like oh my god um and I just I owned it and I just picked up the phone and I called her oh that's good and I like I like I said it what I can't exactly remember the the details of it but it was it wasn't justifiable but it was like I could get around it a little bit being like hey I was just a little bit frustrated this is why I, you know, that's what, this is why I sent that, you know, no disrespect or whatever, but thank God it wasn't like, she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So was that that one of those emails that you had something written by your signature in white font that was really sassy? No, no, (laughs) but that's, that's something that I do, that I do do often. So, and that's what, that was my learning opportunity of taking a step back. Yeah. um, Starting a draft writing it and then maybe going to lunch or grabbing a coffee and coming back and cooling down and then seeing how I want to respond from there. That was my lesson moving forward in my career with that. So that was just, that was just one like corporate mistake. Um, in this business, I've made so many, uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about it throughout the years on the podcast, right? Like I've, I've held on to locations that weren't making money because I was scared of what people would think of me that it would look like a, I would look like a failure or the brand would look like it was failing if I had to close a location. And then you look at Starbucks and they like closed 236 the other day or whatever. It doesn't matter to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I've made mistakes by hiring friends. That's never worked out well for me. 
Um, so yeah, those are a couple of my big ones. What about you? In this role, or not this role, but with this company, the first thing that comes to mind, and it's funny because it's around emails as well, just like this HBO intern, we were splitting up partnerships working with a particular brand, and we were going to send a marketing email to our customers, letting them know, and you know, if you do want to continue with that brand, this is how you contact them. Um, if not, we're going to have something in the future that does a similar thing, and this is how you can find out more information about it here. That was the gist of the email. And it was meant to go out on a particular day after our contract with that company had ended. And I think I was like maybe six months to eight months in with the company. So still pretty new. And I, instead of hitting schedule, hit send. <laughs> and I remember shortly thereafter, once we realized what happened, Luba just like got up on her cell phone, walked out the door and started making calls to people. And like I, could, I couldn't hear what she was saying, but I could tell by the body language. I was like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. But it turned out that like it didn't really matter in the long run. And it's just taught us that now whenever we write anything like an email or a blog or anything of that nature, we get at least two people to read it, sometimes three or more. And we usually keep it as a draft and wait a couple of days and then we'll schedule or send it, whatever the case is. And I don't think a mistake like that has happened since, at least not with the email marketing, but that one comes to mind because I was like so new as well. And I was like, this is a pretty big deal. And I just effed it up. <laughs> I, it's funny that you bring that up because I was like, I wonder what she's, because that's what I think of. That's what, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I wrote, and that's another thing to think about too, when you're in a position, any position, whether you're a director in a company, an esthetician, a receptionist, a business owner, you just kind of have to take a deep breath and think about like how big this outcome is possibly possibly going to be. I think we live yeah. in a in a space of panic quite often. Yeah. And if it's a really big deal to us internally, it's got to be a really big deal to everyone on the outside. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, lucky for us, it, it wasn't a big deal. And I would say that maybe might this might be a little high figure, but, you know, eight out of nine time, not eight or nine times out of ten it's usually, usually fixable. And it's usually yes. not that big of a deal. Like it was at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And to us, it was a big deal. And to this brand that we were working with, if they had seen that it went out before the contract end date, it could have been a big deal, but to the customers we sent it to, I, like they would have been none the wiser had it gone out on a Friday instead of a Monday or 24 hours earlier than it was meant to like it, it, the information, at least in the body of the email was all correct. And, and it wasn't like a, a test subject line and a test body like this intern. Um, but it just went out on the wrong day. And we were like, is there an undo button? Is there yes. an undo button? Like, can we cancel it? And we could not. Uh, but now we are on a plan with a email marketing software that has some wiggle room if you want to pull back an email that was sent, which is good. And for our personal work emails, we use Gmail now, which I love because right after you hit send, you get an undo button for mm -hmm. about a minute or so, or there's a schedule send option. So if it's something 
like fairly important or if I'm frustrated and it might be like a little bit sassy I've gotten into the habit and I found this on TikTok actually but it is just common sense is to use the schedule send button and schedule it for like two minutes in the future and in those two minutes you're like oh I forgot to attach that attachment oh god I have a typo here or maybe I shouldn't say it like that (laughs) I do that all the time where poor Becca gets like oh I send too quick here's the other file and then you're reading it in order and it's not making sense when it comes in right you're like what is this just file on its own well that's a really that's a really good tip right I I remember when um email marketing first came out because I'm that old in the industry when we went from like writing things down on, on appointment books to scheduling with a system and stuff. And I can't tell you the amount of emails that went out that were like, didn't have the right title. And it just said test or it said blank, or, you know, we had different links that went to different stores. Like, you know, it wasn't the link that was the generic link that you could book Vancouver and Las Vegas. It was mm-hmm. just the Summerlin one in, in, in Vegas there were so many errors like that. And I think, you know, the important part is to have someone look it over because when you're a solopreneur and you're trying to run everything and you're in the treatment room and you've got clients coming in and stuff like you are going to miss those things. And Mm -hmm. listen, there's times that we have read through things. I mean, this is, I think one of the greatest examples we have, we have a huge campaign coming out in October and we have been working on this campaign for over, well, no, over a year, a year, over a year. Yeah. Over a year now. And you've looked at it. I've looked at it. Our designer looks at it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple new people that we've brought, like, I, I would say at least, at, say at least mi- 10. I was going to say at minimum 10, because I've shown it to Jake. I've shown it to a couple of my very, very good friends. I've shown it to uh, yeah, I've, I've shown it to, to quite a few people that I trust and no one got it. And I was literally on a call with a girlfriend and I was telling her about it and I sent her the image and she's like, she's a former teacher. She goes, you have a spelling mistake. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Now this mistake, I mean, it could have and we'll, you know, we need, we definitely need to talk about it moving forward. Cause I think it's, it could be a really yeah. good story when it's released, when it's released. Um, it could have had a really cute story behind it on why it happened cute. I don't know if cute's the right word, but a reason behind it, but we like, that would have been like a t- possibly at minimum a $10,000 mistake. Yeah. <laughs> if everything's printed already <laughs> yes. and And the mistake is funny because it's not like an easy to catch spelling mistake. Uh It's a word that is also a name and the name is spelt one way and the word for the object is spelt another way. So it's, it's like at first glance, it looks very, very similar and I'm not surprised that only the teacher picked up on it because I, <laughs> I, I actually know. didn't really know that it was two ways of spelling that thing. It's like when those words that have I before E or, you know, then there's some words that have a special exception. And then even if you spell I before E, it's incorrect, but you think it's correct because that's usually the rule of thumb. It was something like that. So it's not like we spell because without the S mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. it, was, it was close to the correct word. Yes. And I don't, if we, 
printed it and it went to market I don't know how many people would have noticed but you always get that that few do you know what I mean and that's like what that's kind of like that little bit of gut-wrenching thing like oh yes I already know thank you for pointing it out again like you always get those few people that are like oh spelling mistake in your post spelling mistake here Mm -hmm. um I mean I I think we could have went around it in a in a really great way um but it still it just would have sucked because we put so much effort into it and we had so many people look at it and dealing with uh, with the lab that we deal with like they literally send you physical product to approve so not only were we approving it on screens we were printing it out and we were making edits we were making edits on adobe and then i literally got a physical product gave it to a couple people to look over and no one caught it but the teacher Mm -hmm. I didn't have that like I love how everything lines up like everything is very much in alignment and if I didn't have that call with Tina it would have went to print yeah none of us I don't think would have picked up on it no and if we did it would have been too late like I remember like calling the lab that night and leaving messages like a crazy lady being like is it (gasps) yeah is it too late and it cost me uh, it cost me five hundred dollars to make the change because I had already approved it. So they were moving forward with it, but way better than a $10,000 mistake. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was big. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it when people like comment on your posts and stuff. It's like, oh, you have a spelling mistake or that's not grammatically correct or with social media, it doesn't matter as much about grammar but definitely spelling and sometimes it is like an entirely wrong word I just think it's another good opportunity to learn and just like just this past week I made another mistake one of our bright trainers Katrina who's actually been on the podcast before Tropics Wax Gal mm-hmm. or Tropics Gal Wax um, she sent me an email and said like she was replying to what I had said and then at the bottom she went like PS your email signature is spelt wrong and I was like oh no what? Way. really but in the software that we use for most of our like back and forth emails it was correct so that's what most customers see which is good and then on my gmail I have to just like copy and paste the signature and I guess somehow in my copy and pasting that I messed up like it says director of marketing and operations and that's what it says in HubSpot which is what we use for our email marketing and sales and one-to-one emails but then sometimes I use my Gmail for more like internal company stuff and on Gmail it said director of marketing and operate twins oh wait <laughs> the I and the O were flipped and I was like I don't know how that happened because I literally copy and pasted it but had she not said that I don't know when I would have noticed <laughs> But how many emails do I get from you? And I've never noticed. I know, like everybody. I was like, but maybe someone had noticed and they were like embarrassed or didn't want to make me feel bad or, you know, something like that. So like, I was so thankful that she actually said something because I don't know if anyone else noticed and just hadn't said or if I got lucky and no one truly noticed. But yeah, she was like, operations is spelled operatoins. (laughs) Oh my God. How wild, right? Yeah. Mistakes, mistakes. Well, I would have liked to hear what Ashley's mistakes were at work. It's unfortunate that she can't be with us today, which she would have come up with. Right? She probably, 
I don't know, ripped off a labia early on or something. Yeah, waxing would be interesting. What mistakes happen there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or got someone stuck to the table or a dog yeah. in their hair or got wax uh, on their clothes. I could just imagine. Yes. When I yes. pretend to wax for TikTok videos, <laughs> one time I got wax all over the crotch of my dress and it was only noon. So I had to go the rest of the day with like wax right at my crotch on my dress. Which is not, not so bad in the store because, you know, yeah. we're a waxing salon, but I can only imagine your commute home and what yeah. that looked like. Yeah. <laughs> now, did that video, did that video go viral? It did. Okay. Well, there you go. See, it was, so worth, it was it. worth it. Yeah. And I don't know if it went viral just because of the content that it was, because it wasn't that important. It was kind of just a silly video. But then in the caption, I wrote like, please don't let this flop. I got wax on the crotch of my dress and it's yeah. the middle of the day. So I, maybe some people, as they were watching it, they read the caption and then they watched the video again to see where it happened. And yeah. then maybe that's what contributed to some views as well. Yeah. So it was worth it, but I was like, oh, I'm not meant to be an esthetician. <laughs> right, right. Which is crazy because that's something that we discussed when you first came on board, remember? Yeah, yeah. I think I could do it. I just don't know if it would be the best value. And it, well, and that, that, I mean, that's huge, but I also think that you wouldn't love what you did. Yeah, I think I'd like it some days when I'm like feeling good and high energy and like chatty, but then on those days where it's like you're tired and you don't really want to talk to anyone, then I don't think it would be a very good fit because you kind of have to talk to people and make them yeah. feel comfortable and, you know, be in a good mood and upbeat and have your caffeine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder if they're going to make any sort of like movie or anything with this dear intern. Like, I wonder if something will come out of it. That, Cause that's I the first, that. that's the first thing that I thought of when I read the article that you sent me yesterday, I was like, Oh, I could see this being some sort of like Netflix special. Yeah. Like Devil Wears Prada, but mm -hmm. you know, more forgiving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I love that Monica Lewinsky tweeted. Yeah, a lot of big names got in on it too, which was like really humbling to see that everybody, like we know everyone makes mistakes. But yeah. Sometimes you forget, and especially if you've recently made a mistake, you think it's like just you and like, how could you do this? Or you're so dumb and, you know, you really beat down on yourself, but you'd never say those things to a friend or to a colleague and you say them to yourself. So if celebrities make mistakes and we put them in such a high position of regard, mm -hmm. you know, it's okay for us to make mistakes too. We're not quite totally taken over by AI yet. Right. And I mean, really kind of look at what the mistake is compared to like when I saw that Monica Lewinsky tweeted, I was like, wow, like the entire world knew about that mistake mm -hmm. that one was hard I think we will survive an email that went out too soon yes or some grammar on our social media or emails or whatever it may be I think we'll be okay what did Monica Lewinsky do that was a mistake oh my mistake. god oh Maria. yeah she slept she slept with the president <gasps> oh. and it all came out he was married to Hillary or he still is married to Hillary Clinton so she had a like a long term affair with him. Wow. And it was like, oh, how do I say it? Um, there was evidence left on a blue dress. Oh, ew. <laughs> there, there was evidence left on a cigar. Use your imagination. Okay. 
and it was all done in the office. Um, she was, she was quite young and, um, yeah, that affair went on for quite some time and then almost broke up their marriage. And, um, he was, uh, he was almost, it's not, the word is not pardoned. It's, um, uh, what were they trying to do with Trump? I forget the word. Um, God, slander, no chemo brain. It's, it's like when they try to remove a president. Oh, impeach. Yes. Yeah. They tried to impeach him. Um, it was, it was big. It was everywhere. And her, her, like her entire career, just like, she was the most hated woman in in the world. Wow. I I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. (laughs) It was a big, big story. It was a big story. And then she like went away for a while. And I know that she went through like a lot of anxiety and depression and all of that. Um, and then she came back and she tried to use her celebrity to do a handbag line. And that didn't, that didn't pan out. Um, I think she's very successful now, though. I believe she's like in Washington and she's in politics or something. um, And she's quite successful. And I even think that she might be married. But um, it took a long time for her to, to recover. And I can only imagine like what that did on her, her psyche. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a huge, huge mistake. But also what power. (laughs) and that yes absolutely and and bill like he denied it forever like there's memes and there was you know why did no one hate him no like he is equally i know but he he was he was a loved president really Mm -hmm. from i mean from what i understand i liked him as a president i'm not american but i liked him as a president i thought he did great things um but yeah, people came, came after her really, really hard, really, really hard. It's always the woman. And he kept saying, I did not have sexual affairs with that woman. Mm-hmm. That was, it was <laughs> in line with everything. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh. Everyone saw it. Like people started to come out about it and, pe- and like people saw what was happening. And mm-hmm. who worked in the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. I, didn't I know. think she was. I think she was his intern, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Dear intern. <laughs> yes. Like dear John. Yeah. So, yeah. if you have made a mistake at work recently, try to breathe and just remember that, you know, if you're not a doctor, it's probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone's made mistakes. If you're feeling down in the dumps, I highly suggest you look up some of the things that people have shared. One person brought down Spotify, like the entire network, and they still had a job. So, oh my God. And also maybe if you're looking for employment and you're not necessarily an esthetician, this might give you a good idea of which companies you might want to consider if they, you know, are forgiving and you know, are all about leadership and, you know, helping people evolve through, through their career rather than just, you know, one strike you're out sort of a mindset. Yeah, I, I was going to say that too. If we've got any listeners that have had experiences with their reports, right, on their direct reports, whether it was, you know, a boss or whatever, like how did, how did that person deal with it? How did that make you feel? And did it, did it impact on, um, how you felt about the company and moving forward and coming and coming back to work. 
Yeah, that's true. That would have a lot to do with it because if you are in an environment where it feels unsafe to make mistakes, you're either one going to lie and hide things or avoid them. You're not going to try maybe as hard or, you know, if you have a new idea, maybe you'll shy away from it instead of actually trying it. And it could cause resentment towards your superior, especially if there's someone who gets mad at you for doing one thing and then does the exact same thing themselves. Uh uh I've always really not liked that. I think it's unfair to ask someone else to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. Uh And I try to be a leader that like also makes it okay for people to make mistakes. And I try to take ownership of mine as well. And Luba does a great job of that as well at work. And I think with everyone who works there like there's not everyone's usually pretty open and honest about things rather than you know trying to sweep it under the rug and then it comes out later eventually usually we know about things before we even know about them that it is a mistake and it allows us to curb it or you know do fire control (laughs) yeah yeah and the, the biggest thing is like you know if you do make a mistake, and I hope that, you know, whoever's listening, you are in an environment where you can come to someone and let them know that the mistake has been made because it's so much easier for us to deal with it at that time than damage control. Mm -hmm. Damage control is very, very hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that for me as an owner, that's something that sits in the back of my mind often is like, you know, are they hiding anything else? Are they not coming to me about other things? Like what, what else has happened? I don't have the, I feel like I'm not getting the full story here. Like we kind of need to know everything in order to be prepared and, and make it, make a judgment call on what needs to do moving forward. So my advice is don't be afraid, but again, on the other side, I don't know, I don't know who your boss is and I don't know how they react to that. That's the hard part. So owners out there, have a little more patience, as I like to say, and some days I hate saying it, but it's, <laughs> it's the cost of doing business. <laughs> yeah. um, that, you know, this is what you've signed up for. Um, and, and be patient, right? Your, um, mm. your team has, in a way, sold their soul to you to help you build your business and drive it. So be a little more respectful and give them a safe place to talk. Yeah. Yeah, and remember how hard it was when you started. We often forget that once we've, you know, learned a little bit and we feel like we've got a good handle on things. You often forget how hard it was when you started or the things that you didn't know, which are now just second nature. And we often pass judgment on new people or young people in a role. And, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And the only way you can learn those things oftentimes is through mentorship and leadership so there's lots of things that I'm sure you everyone's made a mistake when they were first in a company or in a particular role but now it's just second nature and you just assume that anyone in that position would know those things so have a little bit of grace with other people of what you would have expected and appreciated towards yourself absolutely and if you have any thoughts, anything to share, Mark Rice, I'm asking you, send us an email. <laughs> Our biggest fan. We love the fan mail. It's so exciting. Every time we get an email into our inbox, which is comments at betweenbothcheeks.com. And if you want to subscribe, follow us, do that on any podcast platform at Between Both Cheeks. If you just search it up, we'll be there. If you're on an Apple device, 
there's an option to write a review, please do that. It really helps us out. And if you want to follow us on social media, if you look up Between Both Cheeks or Between Both Cheeks podcasts, we'll come up everywhere on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. You can watch the podcasts and see what we look like. And they're pretty good. It's not just a recording of our Zoom call posted on YouTube. We have someone named Kat who does a fantastic job editing them. And, you know, if we say something, she'll throw up something on the screen that's related. And oftentimes it's quite funny. And she'll yes. put up like definitions to words we say. And <laughs> she makes it fun and entertaining to watch rather than just seeing two or three people or four people talk on yeah. a screen, which is not that exciting. But hopefully one day soon we can be together in person again. Yes soon sound will be better too so soon hopefully yes there's a light at the end of the tunnel at least in Canada and the U.S. I don't know about everywhere else I think most developed countries anyways are, mm -hmm. are on the way up and up yep I agree perfect well with that send us your comments like Becca said and where can they listen to us Becca Spotify Apple Podcasts Stitcher Buzzsprout, Podbean, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can look up Between Both Cheeks. Or if you don't understand anything I just said, go to betweenbothcheeks.com and all of the episodes are there and you don't need any particular app or anything fancy. They're just right on the website and you can just click play and listen to them. So that's the easiest way if you don't understand anything about like podcast apps and the different things I just said, betweenbothcheeks.com is where you can go. Perfect. Thank you and good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Bye.